start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sights. Let's go. F1 show. Good evening and assalam alaikum and welcome to the Middle East and welcome to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio and you just heard you too with even better than the real thing which is from the Acton Baby album which is 30 years old this week so there you go so You're this week we will be he's taking it too far now <laughs> anyway this week we will be reviewing the F1 race from LaSalle in Qatar and with me as you've just heard I have Rich and Adam. How's it going, boys? Very well. How are you? Yeah, very well indeed. Very well. Good, indeed. good, good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah, you, you've gone for the Middle Eastern flavour, haven't you? I have. Yes, I have. I think I, I, think I preferred you rolling your R's in South yeah, America. Maybe. I've actually, I've actually been to Doha. Well, on a stop off. On a, on a stop off. Spent, spent eight hours in Doha when I, when I flew to Oman. But there you go. There you go. <laughs> didn't, didn't make it to Lasalle though. So, anyway, let's have a score out of 10 for the race or the weekend, whatever you want to do. I don't know. I'll go. I'll go. Go Go on, you go. Six. Six. And only, it's only getting a six because of all of the off-track action and because that your boy Alonso, it was just great to see him uh-huh. up on the back, you know, back on the podium. Beyond that, oh my lord, it wasn't. I mean, it, we, yes, I great, you know, fantastic result for for the for the Lewis fans out there, but oh, it was a yawn yeah. fest, wasn't it? Really, I, I am a bit yeah, worried about going back there for ten years, but yes, yeah, so six. No, I I, I I I would go I would go seven, but I'll qualify that. Um, I will go seven, but I think. Uh, obviously the tires because towards the end was causing a bit of a, a bit of excitement. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I agree with the sort of off track shenanigans as well made it a, a good weekend, but I think the drivers, it's one of those circuits. The drivers like to drive it, but actually yeah, definitely, definitely. hugely Agreed. professional, but we're not there for 10 years because they're going to build a monster of a circuit somewhere else. Yes, apparently so. Apparently so. But sure, yeah, that's fair. fair. We're going to be there for at least three years, aren't we? But and we're go... not there next year. No, yeah, no, right, no, yeah. no visit yeah, next right. year because the World Cup. Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, anyway, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. So I'm going to I'm going to give it a seven. I actually reasonably I I quite enjoyed it. I think the off track stuff made it more exciting as well, and it's the championship running which made it even more exciting. You know, it, it yeah. built the tension. I thought there was there was some overtaking that actually. More than I thought there would be. So there was there, there was a little bit of action. I thought that uh, as well. I thought more yeah, overtaking yeah. than I was ex- I was expecting because I'd seen the reports on the track beforehand and I thought, oh, geez, this is going to be a total procession. Yeah. And actually, it wasn't too bad. I have to say, you've always gone on about track limits. I quite like the sharp curbs, as Gasly yeah, found that's, out. that's pretty good, isn't it? That's, that's mm, pretty good indeed. Go yeah, offline certainly. and bang, your front wing goes and your tyres go and everything. That's exciting, isn't it? We like that. But the... But the track itself is pretty soulless, isn't it? But I think that was also going straight from Brazil, where wherever you were, you could hear the crowd. And in the interviews, that... the crowd, you could just hear singing and shouting. And then yeah. there was just nothing in Qatar. It was like soulless. Well, there was, but, there yeah, was also, I, I also feel like we were robbed of an amazing first corner. 
just because of the things that actually had to happen with the penalties. And yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll come yeah. on and talk about it, but there was some, there was another dynamic in there and we'll talk about that whenever we get to it. So I just think I was just generally let down that I was expecting this big and then that didn't happen. And after that, it was just kind of a, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Right. Okay. So let me run through a bit of uh, the best of team radio quotes and a bit of news. I've sort of renamed this bit because I like doing the little bits of radio as well. So going back to uh, Brazil, actually, did you hear Seb Vettel uh, when he pulled up in Park Fome after the race? Did you hear his little radio uh, message? I've been been to bed since then. He's quite an amusing chap. So he pulls up, and he pulls up behind Lewis Hamilton's car. Um, and you can see the rear wing. And he, and he goes, oh, I'm going to get out and uh, touch uh, Hamilton's rear wing. And then his engineer says, don't, it's very expensive. And then Seb goes, ah, I'm only joking. Perhaps I'll give the front wing a go. That's probably only 25 grand. It's just like, <laughs> it's, it's just like great. Just, you know, he, he's, he's been pounding around a track of 200 miles an hour. And then, and then suddenly he's choking like that. But I thought that was quite funny. He's quite that a funny good. chap. That is good. That's all. I did not hear that. That's funny. He's a good one. And then Lewis in the press conference before, um, on, on, on the Thursday before Qatar, he was asked, um, how has he reflected on the incident in Brazil, talking about the Verstappen Lewis incident. Did you hear what his reply was? Go ahead. His reply was, I won the race. That's exactly how I reflected on it. <laughs> which is quite good. Which is, do like that which as is well. Cutting through the nonsense a little bit there, Lewis. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. You can kind of tell it's the end of the season. They just get fed up with the same old questions, don't they? So, but that, yeah, that, was, that, that was quite good. Um, so uh, the bits of news so FIA agreed uh, with Red Bull to do a more stringent rear wing load test they after, after Brazil so Red Bull are throwing everything at this uh, championship fight and really trying to understand Mercedes' new found pace and um, yeah FIA uh, it, it, yeah so they brought in a, a new test uh, Toto Wolff said that he wasn't worried about it Clearly, it's passed because we've heard nothing of it since. But yeah, they were doing a new load test because Red Bull was sure that the rear wing is flexing, as there's that there were um, at the beginning of the season. And apparently, they've taken photos of the rear wing at every race at, at the end since Hungary, looking at score marks on the rear wing, etc., etc. And they've gone to the fear with documents and documents of. I mean, they're obsessed. They are literally obsessed. They're running. Season. They're running scared. They're it running is, scared. They are in their head. They are in their yeah. head massively. Yeah. Oh, I imagine Toto quite likes that. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I, I, I think he does. Um, I'm going to moan about track limits again. So I was watching free practice one on the Friday. It was the first practice and cars were going off um, the, the, the track quite wide. And there was a radio message from one of the teams to, to uh, Michael Massey saying... Is that okay? We're running wide, but others are running wider. And Massa's response was, "We're looking at free practice one to see where we where we then set the um, track limits." And I'm like, "It's not hard. Like it's the track. So if you want to set the limits, set it either the curb or or the track. Like don't I mean, watch I... where the cars are going. Just set it. It's the it's the track. It's the I white think line. I I, 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 I I get you. I think where they're coming from is they want to see 
what lines the drivers naturally want to take. And I think they were very conscious that this track was not going to be engendering itself to overtaking particularly. So yep. but I think they were looking at it. Still, going, yeah, I think you're right. I think what, you're right so, so you're going to allow somebody to overtake and make the track bigger no. than it should be? No, 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 no. no. You're just going to say. What about Monica? You can't make it bigger. It's got walls. No, but what we, but what you can do on a on a track on a track that's only really ever had bike races on it. Let's be fair; that's the only data they had. Yeah, you 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 are and GP are, Asia. To, to my mind, in up until practice three, now not beyond, but up until and, and including practice three, I think you are still defining where the track limits are. So what you're saying is, up until the end of practice three, we're we're basically saying that. Rather than the track limit being the white line, it's going to be the curve because we can't. The track's got a white line, so make make that the limit. The, the track has got a limit. I, no, it's got I, a white I, line, don't, don't, and don't if you wrong. tell drivers to drive within that white line, they will to within millimeters, but they will drive within that line. Fair. I, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on the concept of the track limits. I'm just Can I'm just saying at what point is the track limit set for the that, good of everything? That's true. Like, it's for the it's for the good of the that. racing as well. Because if you just said. The white line and your outside. Now, would it be your outside tire can't go about uh, beyond it? Yeah, so the, so the car can go all the way over it. It's just one one part of the car has to be on that line, basically. But that's different than your. But that but that but that changes your argument for Monaco because in Monaco you can't. It's the it's the outside tire. Yeah, you can't no, go over the white line. That's fine because you've got a wall. You, I mean, the limits are the limits. But you know, the, the, there you go. Limits are the limits, but I just like anyway. seeing you get fired up. That's really it. it is good. I but know. I do just you advocate. Do you advocate gra- Do you gra- advocate gravel traps everywhere then? Because that kind of like sorts. People yeah, why out not? Yeah, why not? Because if you if you go in the gravel, you kind of you don't want to go in the gravel. So yeah, why not? If it's, a, if it's a tarmac runoff, then you're liable to push it on you. It's like one of those toys you have when you're a kid when you just kind of like wind them up good, and then it? sit back and watch it's them bang around. Bu- 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on from track limits. Let's move on from track limits. Um. I've got a news section just for this week, and that is called Porky Pie of the Week. And I think this this one goes to Max Verstappen, because in an interview he was asked whether he would be completely fine if in Brazil it was the other way round and he was Hamilton and Hamilton was Max. And he said, yep, I'd be completely fine with it. That is definitely Porky Pie of the Week. He would never be okay with that. Not a chance in heck. No. Massive fibbernickers. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely. Liar, liar, underpants immensely on fire there, I'd say. Yeah, massive. I can't believe so. so well, some nonsense that's come out of the Red Bull garage from all parties in there this weekend has been, uh, well. Yeah. It's yeah. been especially, so, yeah. Yeah, especially some of the inflammatory comments that Horner made, but whatever, we'll come on to that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So Max wins the Logger F1 inaugural Porky Pie of the Week uh, championship. <laughs> Do we actually send him an actual pork pie? Because that would yeah, be quite funny. Let's do it. A branded let's, one as well. Let's do it. Um, okay, on. so going into the race, uh, Mercedes requested a right for of review for the Brazil incident that was denied by the by the FIA. I don't think Merck thought anything would actually come of it. I think they just wanted to make a point and have a talking point around it. I think they wanted to uh, do something, and maybe they had a. A backhander from Drive to Survive or something like that to, uh, you know, Jesse. Yeah. Increase the excitement a little bit. Definitely didn't get a backhander from us, did they? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. We also learned this weekend uh, Giovinazzi is leaving Alfa Romeo and to be replaced by Chinese driver uh, Guan Yu Zhou. 
so he's going to be new for the grid in 2022. Is there a Chinese Grand Prix next year? No, there's not. No, it's bad timing, isn't it? Yeah, it is bad timing. <laughs> he's John Prix driver. He's, he doesn't have a home race, bless him. There you go. You better not Okay, and, and after this race, so who is the season's top overtaker so far? Number of overtakes. Can you tell me who's at the top of the charts? Because you've asked, it's not Lewis Hamilton. I think it's Fernando Alonso, isn't it? It's Fernando Alonso on 114. That's the only other reason he asked. Exactly. And then you've got Vettel on 112. So surprise, surprise, you've got the two old uh, ex-champions and wily old dogs right at the top. You've then got Stroll on 107, Raikkonen on 107, Sainz on 103, and Ricardo on 100. So that's the... That's a sort of top six, but uh, yeah, it's good to see Alonso at, at, at the top of the charts. So he's a he's a wily old dog, isn't he? Now we'll come on to that. In, well, maybe in if he could time. do maybe if he did better in qualifying, he wouldn't have to overtake so many people all the time. That's very true. No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, okay, and also fallout from the Brazil stuff as well. So Leclerc said he would change his driving style after Brazil. Um, so you know. It, and and it was it was confusing because the drivers didn't know what the rules of engagement were with overtaken around the outside, and the fear made a mess of it again because they didn't even clarify that either. They said it could it could be different at each race. I, well, just, interestingly, there was, a, there was there was a, there was a um, uh, wasn't there a uh, drivers uh, meeting as well, the Grand Prix Drivers Association, and yeah. they had a meeting in there and. Pretty much after the event, I think Max Verstappen was interviewed and he, he claimed it was all fairly clear. Uh, Lewis said it wasn't conclusive. Uh, Max was the only driver who said it was really clear. And I was going to yeah. say, everyone's thinking, well, of course they're going to have opposing opinions. Then every other Grand Prix driver would pretty much agreed yeah. with Lewis. I mean, no, it's not clear at all. So just that tells yeah. you everything you need to know, really, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. But that's the fault. Like, you know, if you're going to make these sorts of decisions, the drivers are going to take advantage of it, aren't they? So it'd be interesting to see, see what happens. But there you go. Right. Okay. So, Adam, we're going to come to one of your songs and then we can crack in with qualifying. All right, so I've gone for a band this week called Nefex, so N-E-F-F-E-X, and this is a song that uh, I'm going to dedicate to Max Verstappen on behalf of Lewis Hamilton, and this is called Coming For You. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack Rainey. Welcome back to the Light Sight. Let's go for one show on Jack's radio. And that was Coming For You by Nefex. And that's dedicated to Max Verstappen. I was going to say friend of the show, but um, yeah, let's say, let's say it. Friend of the show, Max Verstappen. Right, okay, let's get into... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure he'd be our friend. So no, menacing number, that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's crack on with qualifying. So I'll quick run down of the top 10. So we had Hamilton on pole with a blistering lap over well just about half a second faster than anyone else that was uh quite telling really wasn't it uh verstappen in second bottas third the gasman in fourth yet again best of the rest and then we had alonso in fifth norris sixth signs in seventh Sonoda in eighth. He's coming a lot better now, Sonoda. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocon in ninth. And Vettel just creeping in in tenth. Um, quick rundown of a couple of other things. So Raikkonen, Latifi, Giovinazzi, uh, Schumacher and Mazepin were out in Q1. Don't think there's any surprises there. 
nothing really to talk about there, really, I don't think. No, real not massively, no, 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 not hugely. Nah. Uh, Russell made it um, into Q2, uh, Mr. Saturday, so that's always he did. good. He, he came back on form. He did, and in Q2, you had Perez out, which was a big shock, and so he ended up in 11th. Uh, you had Stroll, Leclerc, Ricardo, and Russell were all also out in Q2. So I and, think Perez, and Leclerc and Ricardo were the surprise there, really. They were, and they threw Perez on the red walled soft tyre as well to try and get him yeah. into Q3, and he still he couldn't, don't know what's for whatever going on. reason, couldn't do We know his Saturday performances are subpar, but that, yeah, was, that was sub, sub, subpar. Yeah, it was. That was, not, that was just not good it, enough at all. It wasn't. It, really it wasn't what Max needed either. It wasn't what Max needed. No, it <laughs> wasn't. Need, you know, you need your wingman up, then, don't you? Really? I mean, I to, mean give yourself, to give yourself the best of, chance, uh, you do absolutely yeah. need your wingman up there. So not good enough. Yeah, um, but as I say, so it was a dominant display by Hamilton. You know, it was almost half a second in front, and then after qualifying, we learnt that he had his slower turkey engine in the back of his car. And I think that's utterly surprised everyone because that gap could have been even bigger. <laughs> I think, it, I have to say that if you saw the lap, did you see the lap? It was yeah. for not, so and he wild. just, he was, the thing you could tell is when he was steering into the apex of the corners, he was just input and then out. And he wasn't, there wasn't loads of correction within the corners. They seemed to, he seemed to have a real, not just the engine, obviously, but the, the balance in the chassis, they just seem to have it. And the drivers do like driving that circuit. So, you know, it was a great lap to watch. It was fantastic. And the thing I love about watching those laps like that, especially on these night races, is with those clear visors when they do the onboard and you're just watching the, the driver's eyes. And you can you, know, you can see them moving the steering and they're already looking, yeah, they're looking towards that next corner yeah. and it's just... That's the good thing about those night the, races. You can, you, you yeah, can see yeah. their eyes properly getting... The level, of, the level of concentration and just just complete 100% focus and being in the moment is just incredible. It's great to so watch. So let's talk about the main uh, talking point of qualifying then, because we had Verstappen in second, Bottas in third, but that's not where they started the race. So we had right at the end of qualifying on the last lap, Hamilton went out first and he stuck in a, that fantastic lap. And then Gasly was following up behind, wasn't he? And he had a puncture. He, he hit those sharp, those sharp curbs that Rich was talking about earlier on and ended up uh, missing the pit lane entrance um, and then having to basically park his car on, on the um, main, main home finish straight, which brought out some yellow flags. Uh, initially, I believe they were single yellows. Yeah. And then they turned to double yellows. Yeah. But then it turned to green and then it went back to yellows and there was just utter confusion. And sorry, Michael Massey, yet again, the race director, just causing... I, I, well, I think he was... Again, I think he's under pressure from the teams. It was like he didn't want to make a decision that was going to affect somebody like, let's say, Max, his lap, that could affect you know the championship. He just doesn't seem to control the race as he should because whether, it was a mess i don't know if he listens to the teams or whether there is somebody from liberty media in his ear role as well i don't know what, I do, what it I is i do wonder that whatever. they're trying to they're trying to keep they're trying to keep all oh, don't affect don't affect it whereas you know you know and i mentioned it again last week but you know charlie whiting would have gone that's very interesting but i've got a race to run here so uh, i should be applying the rules and that's that yeah do what you, you can say Wait, what you like it's 
wave yellow flags are a safety issue. They cannot exactly. be ambiguous. It cannot no. be ambiguous. And I think the 100%. ambiguity was not turning on the yellow lights on the dashboard because um, yep. they didn't come on. But regardless, yep. and that's controlled by the race director. Flags race take director. precedent. Flags, absolutely. Flags yep. take precedent. Why do they take precedent? Because the bloke is stood at the side of the circuit and can 100%. see the danger. Michael Mann in an office. Flags that's, take precedent. End of. And that's why I found the most objectionable comment of the entire yep. weekend was the ones that came out of Christian Horner's mouth. How dare he say it was down to just one rogue marshal. Absolutely Dude, appalling. And quite rightly, he got summoned as well. Yes, he did. He did. But nothing more than a, a, a rap on the wrist. And yeah, yeah. Do it yeah, again. Yeah. I, can understand, I can understand what Max and people were saying. Because if you watch the onboard, I get it, right? You're coming around that bend at a serious rate of knots. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're presented with a car on the right-hand side where you're not expecting to see it. Your eyes go there, and the, the you know your, your eyes are looking right at that car, yeah. but you're the driver. Surely you also know where that yellow flag um, marshal is. You should have immediately looked, flicked left to see what you were being told in my, in my yeah. mind. Yeah. And that's where you should have picked up. I know it was fast. I know it was a corner. I know it was unexpected. I know it was But dark. it was very similar to Lewis in Austria last year. Where yep. again he was coming rounds, the the flag was on the left, he was looking to the right, and Rebel actually went because initially I think Lewis got off that, and Rebel went and and, and protested and got him a penalty, yeah. saying, yeah. "Well, no, he should be looking out for the flag." And now yeah. you've got Christian Horner saying, yeah. "Oh, he couldn't see the flag." They really yeah. do need to think about what happened previously, Red Bull, yeah. don't they? It's kind of like, yeah, yeah just and again, the, the obvious. To your point, Dan, you can you can argue that you didn't see it. You can argue that the marshals. Uh, uh, station is in the wrong place. You can argue lots of things. What you can argue is that there were double year wave yellows. Yeah. That 100%. is a grid. That is a grid penalty. Challenge the rules at a later point. Challenge the setup and the and the situation that you got there. But you cannot, cannot challenge that penalty because this is ultimately complete safety. You're talking about, and yeah, hundred because otherwise, otherwise, if if you think you can get up on technicality. Drivers are gonna are gonna ignore yep. yellow flags. Yep. It's ingrained yep. in them to come round yep. go round rules, isn't it? At the end of the yep. day, so you have to be one hundred percent. That's it. That's that, that's a rule. Nothing else. One, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's indicative. And yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I know we I, I get on their case all the time, but it's indicative of the Red Bull machine and Max Verstappen. That oh, but I didn't see it. It's not my fault. It's not my yeah. fault. And I, and, I, and, I, and I tell you what, it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting. I really thought Max was going to get was going to get off that because it went on so long again. I don't know yeah. why Fia dragged it on. They should have just again been authoritative and said no. That's it. End of. You got a good drop straight now. It went on for a long time. It went it went on for so long. I actually prepared a load of stuff of people getting penalties previous, so I could read out on the show because I was thinking he's going to get away with this. Um, I think some other drivers are also noticing things about Max because, again, great comment from um, Seb Vettel because he was asked how his lap was and he said, well, I had a good lap. It was annoying on my second lap that I had the uh, waved yellows, so I had to slow down, uh, but it was quickly cleared because Max was coming around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was very, very funny. Uh, He's... he's (laughs) He's got to get he's got to get the comedy award this year, Seb Vettel, hasn't he? He's getting he's getting very very funny. 
That is, that is, that te- is good. But did you hear what Max said? The guile of the man, the guile of the man. He was asked um, about the, the penalty on the Sunday, and he said, I knew a penalty was coming because I never get any presents from the FIA stewards. Oh, for <laughs> <sake>. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not. He's, sw- actually, he's swallowed the Red Bull marketing I'd, gump, hasn't he? Really has. He's just. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though, in a funny sort of way, and I'm not going to take credit for this. I, I was listening to um, uh, uh, the BBC coverage. And so this is for, you know, Jolian Palmer made this statement. And he said that grid penalty was quite possibly the best thing that happened to Max all weekend. Yeah, that, quite that grid penalty actually led him ultimately to being able to take second place. And without it, he didn't stand a chance. He, he would have taken third at best. And we can talk about that when we, when we deal with the... the, the yeah, yeah, the, okay. The yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about go. more. When we come on to the race, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that comment. Okay, so perfect link, Adam. Absolutely perfect. So, Rich, let's go to a song and then we will get straight on to the race. Oh, okay. Well, the last tune I did, I'll make the link nice and snappy, uh, was uh, Thin Lizzy Jailbreak. And uh, one of the members of Thin Lizzy uh, was Damon Johnson. And um, uh, one of the members of the next band that we're going to have is uh, Vince Johnson. I don't know if they're related, but they both have the surname Johnson. And that's about as far as the link goes, if I'm honest with you. So uh, Vince Johnson was in a band uh, called Daisy Chainsaw. And uh, this is probably their best hit. And this got to number 26 in 1991. And this is Love Your Money. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show with Jack Rayner. That was Daisy Chainsaw with Love Your Money. And this is Jack's Radio. And it's The Light Side. Let's go F1 show. And we are now talking about the race in Qatar. Okay, so let me give a quick rundown of the top 10. So we had Hamilton winning the race. We had Verstappen in second. Then we had quite possibly the best result of the entire season. We had Fernando Alonso in third. Then we had Perez in fourth, Ocon in fifth, Stroll in sixth. That's actually a very good race by Stroll because he qualified down in about 13th or something. So he, had a, he, he ended up with a, with a very good race. Uh, Sainz in seventh, Leclerc in eighth, Norris in ninth, and Vettel in tenth. So that was uh, wow. I mean, I was over the moon with Alonso getting on getting on the uh, it was on the, uh, podium. Brilliant to see. I have to it say, I I get it. I do get it. I do get your love for Fernando, um, <clears throat> and it was it was fantastic to see him on the on the podium. Uh, the was. third, I think, 40-year-old in the modern era to be on the podium. I've got some of that, so we will come on to that in, in a sec. Yeah. Just quickly, uh, we had... So I was actually looking forward to Gasly as well, getting a good result. But both Gasly and Sonoda went completely backwards in that race. Um, the that Alpha was weird, Tower, wasn't it? Didn't, it didn't work on the Sunday at all. I, they, they, I, I don't think they know what happened, but both of them really struggled, and the car just... Both cars went completely backwards on 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 race day it was the they, they were really slow which is unfortunate but anyway let's get on to alonso so he had a great first lap as well <laughs> i mean forgetting that hamilton basically just took off and did the whole thing and we'll know, come on to hamilton in a bit let's do alonso right 
So, great first lap, great bit of hard defending against Max as well in the first corner, and Max didn't want any of it as well, did he? I think most of the drivers, he knows he can bully them out of the way. He wanted nothing to do with Alonso whatsoever. The only thing I was, I mean, again, it was fantastic. To your point, wonderful to see, wonderful to see the passion that still comes through in that guy at that age and of all the podiums that he's had in the world championships, but he was just beside himself to be back on the podium. The only thing, the only thing that I felt a little bit robbed on was he didn't give me the first corner that I was expecting because he was talking a big game before and about I've got nothing. I thought, oh, this is going to get pretty tasty, man, because he was like, I got nothing to lose. You know, I'm I'm here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he said many times in different interviews, I got nothing to lose. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a bit, uh, a bit kind of how's your father on that first corner. But it wasn't, he didn't really give it to, Lewis, perhaps as much as I thought he was you know, I mean, going to have a go at. Yeah. He has said that they decided before the race it was, it was going to be a one-stop strategy. So I think that was in his mind. It, it, That's it, fair. It, it, was a, it was a clever drive from him. It was podium all the way because he put no fight against Max eventually. You know, that first corner, he gave right. a good defence. But as soon as Max came up behind him later on, you know, on lap two or whatever, he wasn't going to fight him because he knew he had to save those tyres. You know, it, yeah. it was, um, yeah, it, it he, he had there. So, yeah, so it's 105 races and seven years since his last podium, which is, uh, yeah, incredible. And as you say, which, Rich, sorry, go on. I was going to say, which was a record for number of races, but not time. Yes, correct. It was. Yeah. And I thought, so 2014, wasn't it, when he had his uh, last uh, his, his last podium. So I thought, well, let's have a little look back at 2014. What did we have? We had the Glasgow Commonwealth Games uh, in 2014. We had we, we had the Scottish referendum. That's how long ago that was. Uh, God, remember had... that? Blimey, yeah. Wow, yes. was that 2014? We... Yes. I, I, did, I, didn't have, I didn't have any kids at that point. I had my first. There you go. 20, well, my first was in 2014. There we go. We had Germany beating Brazil 7-1 in the World Cup final. Um, yes. And we had the Malaysia Airlines Flight 17 that went missing over Asia as well. Mm. And um, so, yeah, so you think back to all those times. That was the last time Alonso was on the podium. So, yes, he was ecstatic and he yeah, absolutely loved it, didn't he? It was great he did. See. He did. And who were the other who were the other people who? Yes. Were, uh, who, were, who, were the, who were the other two 40 year olds that were, that were on the uh, um, podium? So well, one, I, one, I, one, I do one, know. I know. One was in 2012. Correct. And that was... Go on, Adam. Guess. Go on, Adam. Who was that? 14-year-old. On the podium. Uh, Barrichello. Nope. Michael Schumacher. Oh, God. For Mercedes, wasn't it? And then the other yep. one was 1994, wasn't it? Adelaide, 1994. Who's that? Yeah. Go on, Adam. Don't know. Nigel Mansell. Nigel Mansell. Was he that old? Yep. When he came, was when he, he really? came back, to, when he came back to Williams, it was because he won the title in '92, and then he came back. Then he he subbed. Uh, for, for, for the yeah, that's right. That's right. He did. Yeah. He went over and he drove the uh, Indy car, didn't he? '93. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for the Newman Haas. Um, okay, driver of the day, Fernando Alonso. Of course, <laughs> my choice and everyone else's choice. So uh, Hamilton came. <laughs> we, shall we talk about somebody else now? Why not? Yeah, why not? Go on. I I think I what well, and, and I just I think Perez just capitalising on his naff Saturday 
powers through into fourth, could have looked at a podium, had other a couple yep. of other bits and pieces happened. And it's just a case of, gee whiz, man, just give yourself the better chance and just qualify better because you can clearly make your way through the grid because he had yeah, a little bit I, of a tussle with Hamilton as well. I, You know, there were some good overtakes going on there. But yeah, it was a dominant display by Hamilton. And Wolf said, Toto Wolf said at the end of the race, he said, they woke up the lion at yes. Lagos. So that was uh, good, strong comments from Toto Wolf. Well, you've got Christian Horner bleating about um, FIA stewards. You've got Wolf giving proper statements, which is quite, <laughs> quite good. <laughs> Terrible start by Bottas. Absolutely oh, terrible stuff at Bottas, wasn't it? He was down in eleventh by the end of the by the end of the second Unbelievable. lap. Unbelievable. And then couldn't make his way couldn't through. Move. He was just stalling in until he got that wake up call from Toto Wolf over the radio, wasn't it? That was yeah. Valtteri, get these get cars. Past, yeah. <laughs> get past and these it was cars. A very it was a very strong uh, uh, radio message Do, from Toto Wolf. Why can't he where is his racecraft? Because with there's no doubt. When you look at his Saturday performances, on his day, he's as quick as or beats Hamilton, who we know is an absolute genius behind the wheel in qualifying. So we know Valtteri's quick overlap, but what is it about the guy's racecraft that he just cannot race in traffic at all? Doesn't have it. Doesn't have it at all, does he? It was abysmal performance from him. Abysmal. It was really, really, really poor. And he ended up with a puncture and then going out with the, with, with the damage from that puncture anyway. So, so he didn't finish the race. But so it was an excellent start by Max. So Max made his way up to second very, very quickly. So you've got to give him uh, credence for that. You know, really good. So, Adam, I want to come on to your point. Um, so mm. why you think Max was helped by his grid penalty? So, again, like I said, I've got to give credit to the, the coverage on the BBC. Julian Palmer was the one that was really making this point. What he was saying, but I, but I agree with everything he was saying. What he was saying was, if Max had been on you know, second place, you know, pre-penalties, Bottas right there, um, best case, he could have taken the lead at the beginning of the race, perhaps on the first corner. But no way he would have kept both Mercedes or either Mercedes for that point behind him because they were just simply too fast. At that point, you're not dealing with Bottas's racecraft. You're just dealing with the fact that he's up at the front, right? So therefore, the minute you move both of them all the way back, now you do put Valtteri in that in that um, in that uh, race environment area where he needs to race other people. Yeah. Exactly. You know that you know really at that point who who has he got in front of him, right? He had Gasly. That was always going to be a free pass, right? You're going to be uh, Alonso again. Not not the race that you know that, that they were they that were dealing doing, with, yeah. um, and, and very very quickly. You're 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 you oh you're on the the clean side of the grid as well, right? Yeah. To, to give you that that better launch, um, and then just way more options going into the first corner, and then subsequently you know throughout the rest of the race. And you know as as I listened to it, and I went back and listened to him say it a, a, a second time, yeah, I I I I think he's right. I think he's right. There was there was if he, if if he had been in second sense. place, that yeah he would just he would never have, he, he wouldn't have been able to keep either of them behind him. So yeah, that certainly makes sense. So they were saying he'd end up, he would have ended up third behind the two. Yeah. Best, best case would have been third. Yeah. And that mm. makes sense as, as long as Bottas would have got a good start. I mean, you know, you never know. You sure. Might, you might not have done. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, but it just shows the difference. I mean, Max, 
and Lewis were like they were in a different formula. Literally, oh. they were miles ahead of anyone else in the field. You know, yeah, and yeah. including Bottas, who was in a faster car than Max, started ahead of him, but Max was ahead of him within, you know, a lap. Yeah, yep. done. And and that's why it's not just the car. Yeah, 100%. That's why, yeah, you can give somebody Mercedes, it doesn't mean that they're going to become a champion. Right. And it doesn't mean they're going to win multiple races a season. You know, it it, it, it just doesn't. But, um, yeah, I, they were just literally, they are... <laughs> They're the two best drivers by far, and they were just out on their own, weren't they? It was just way ahead of everyone else. It was. Just yeah, it was incredible. it was a bit of a masterclass, wasn't it? Really, they were they were they were both excellent. Yeah. The only, thought, just... the only thing I did think it was a little bit strange was coming from Lewis was why he was concerned that they were bringing him in too early when they knew he knew he had the pace advantage on Max. He was already well out in front. So why wouldn't you bring him in and just cover off whatever Red Bull's doing behind you? Well, I think that's what they did. And also, you look at you look at the incident that happened to Pierre Gasly in qualifying. Uh, you know, you realise you've got some really vicious curbs here. It wouldn't take much to bring out a safety car, and then all of a sudden you close the gap up, and the advantage is lost. So, I think actually on that call, they the, the team did the right thing in covering it off. Yeah, they did. 100%. Oh, no, I, I, I think, think they did. I think I, they did. Lewis, Lewis think... just wanted better tyres towards the end of the Grand Prix. And then we had the issue with both Williams's getting punches and Valtteri getting punches, and then everybody panicked. And you know. I think it's just in Lewis's nature; he always questions it because he, it it makes Merck think twice and go. You know, he, he's always questioning them, isn't he? It's just in his nature. I think. He, he's the, the, the other, them. yeah. The, the other thing was, did they did they bait them into it? So, in other words, was it was it discussed previously because it, and I couldn't you never figure out when you when those um radio calls are actually coming in but he came yeah, yeah. on for once he wasn't complaining about his tires he said my tires are fine don't bring me in too early man so did you know, did, did Red Bull then react to that and think well maybe they're going to go for the for the one stop we're going to come in right now and do a two stop and cover that off and then the minute they did that you know in comes Mercedes and, and just possibly the way I saw it, I it was the way I saw it was the other way around, that Red Bull actually made Merck bring Lewis in early because they know Lewis likes to go long. So I think they were just trying to mess up their strategy a bit, something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But, I mean, they, 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 were, they were never going to take the lead with that strategy. No, no, no. Because they, right? I mean, you, well, they you weren't, just, but you've got, to, you've got to try and do something. You've got to try and sure, coax them into, yeah, a, into a strategy to... that, that, that they haven't worked out yet and therefore put them under pressure. That's, that's yeah, all it was, that's it. Every time you bring the car in on a lap earlier than you perhaps were planning to as a team, you put the whole pit crew under pressure. They're like, oh, cross, it was going yeah. in five laps earlier than yeah, we expected. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's when mistakes can happen, isn't it? Yeah. So th- this was Lewis's 30th circuit that he's now won at. Um, and his 102 victories now. So that 102 victories mean means that he has won more races than every nation on earth, apart from Germany and Great Britain. So Germany have, uh, have won 179, Great Britain have won 306. But Lewis has won more races than any other nation, apart from those two. That's like, crazy. That's Absolutely a bit crazy. mad, isn't it? That is a bit yeah, bonkers. Yeah. yeah. And with, obviously, Alonso being third and Ocon coming in fifth um, and the Alpha Towers going backwards. So Alpine and Alpha Tauri, they were on uh, equal points coming into this weekend. They've now opened up a 25-point lead. So that's all uh, getting nice and tasty. You've got Norris. Yeah, it's Norris. You've got McLaren and the Ferraris and you've got uh, Alpine 
and the Alpha Tauris, but uh, it seems to be going Ferraris and Alpines way. Right, yeah. okay, so let's come on to a song, and Adam, we're going to come on to one of yours again, and then we'll close out the show. So this is staying with our whole uh, theme of Max and Lewis. This is a band called Arkells. They're a Canadian band, and um, it, Max is probably too young to remember the, the Terminator movies, but he's got to be looking back at Lewis because this guy is just coming and coming and coming. It's a word that we've used to describe him many times. And this is a song called Relentless. You're listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show Jack's Radio. You are listening to Jack's Radio. You are listening to The Light Side. Let's go F1 show. And you are listening to Arkells with Relentless. Right then, boys, before we close out the show, let's do our predictions for Jeddah in two weeks in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to go first, and I am going to say it's got to be Hamilton with that with that newer engine, uh, with the faster Mercedes now. It's got to be Hamilton. I think Max is going to be second because those two are just out beyond anyone else, so it has to be those two. And then I'm going to go Gasly third. Just why not? I'm going to go Gasly. Why not? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's, 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 he's, that's, earned, he's, earned, he's earned the prediction, if nothing else. He, he's earned a prediction. There you go. <laughs> I'll, well, so, Rich, who are you going with? I'm going to go with um, Hamilton, uh, but he's going to be in a JCB this time because he's going to probably finish the track whilst he's there as well. He can do absolutely yeah. everything. Because uh, <laughs> if you haven't heard, we're, we're kind of hoping Jeddah's going to be ready, but um, <laughs> times are ticking. But no, I think I think Hamilton, I, I do agree. I think it'd be Hamilton and Verstappen. I think Hamilton's going to get fastest lap. Okay. Because that ties it up into Abu Dhabi. And that third place spot, uh, let's, I, 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 where are you going? Where are you I going? Don't know. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to chuck Norris in there. Okay. I, I, th- I think Norris. we didn't Chuck Norris? Not Chuck Norris. Yeah, gonna... Chuck Norris. Yeah, Chuck Norris so, in there. Hamilton, Max, and Chuck Norris. Nice. Okay. Chuck Norris. <laughs> nice. I, I think we didn't mention it. I think I think Norris had a good weekend this weekend in comparison to Ricardo. So I think he's yeah, got, a, very got a bit back. And his Merc engine could be fast in Jeddah as well. Adam, where, where are you going? I'm going to go for the only thing that I can really get behind and believe in. I think Bottas is finally going to get his act together in that faster Mercedes and help his buddy out. I'm really, really hoping we get a Mercedes 1-2, Lewis for the win, Max no better than third. So we'll do Lewis, Valtteri, Max, and then bring on the last race. Wonderful. So you, you, you're not having Chuck Norris in third, no? No Chuck Norris. <laughs> Right, okay, so for everyone listening, thanks for joining us again. Um, hope you join us next week, uh, where we may be talking uh, F1 controversies. But there we go, we will see what happens. So playing us out tonight is a band called The Mirror Pictures. Uh, their song is a message to both Max and Lewis uh, for the next two races, and it's called Gotta Stay Strong. There you go. So follow us on Twitter if you'd like to. Um, our handle is at lights underscore F1. You can go to jacksradio.com and listen to any of our shows on the listen again function. Um, or if you want, uh, all the music for, for the year is on our Spotify playlist, which is on L-O-L-G-F-1 Jack's playlist. So boys, you want to say goodbye? Ta-ta, boys. Goodbye, gentlemen. And I will say goodbye and drive safely.